Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Stream of Thought, and we are on the quarter century mark at 25, 25. and we start off the conversation with Victor finding a way to entertain us by breaking into his house over the course of the literally next literally broke of days. into my house literally splintering and cracking the frame of my door <laughs> because he locked himself both out of his car and his home yeah and that was actually even more amusing than it sounds yeah. right off the bat and then we you know we i i scare victor a little bit because i threatened to talk about politics cuz hillary clinton has a new book but the conversation actually focuses around how the internet can more or less characterize an individual in a certain way for the rest of time, whether it's deserved or what's not. Agreed. And I didn't get scared to talk about politics. I got scared to talk about something boring. I scared to, I was scared to just be talking about stuff. I didn't want to wait 15 minutes for you to come full circle to your little comment. Like last time. And then we finished by, (laughs) Having a conversation about education and whether or not the education system has failed Victor in his and we talk, search for truth and meaning. We in life. talk about Adderall. <laughs> yes, that's Victor's favorite part of the conversation about Rick's education pretty much, Rick's is pretty much, drugs. Rick's pretty much spent his time studying. I spent my time socializing and cramming. cramming. And we both wow. received a college degree. Great. So the question is, well, we you get to it in the episode. So with that being said, episode number 25, Stream of Thought. We hope you enjoy. Yeah, that, I've noticed that about all of mine, too, because it's a pain in the ass, because I wear belts, but they don't do anything, because I, they just, they don't do anything. I run out of uh, holes. Well, how many, or, how many pairs of jeans do you own? I just, I have one pair. Okay, I don't feel so bad now because I was wondering: am I am I an anomaly? Not only not owning more than two or three. I mean, I think at one point I, the most I ever owned was three pairs. I'm so glad to hear that because yeah, I, I felt like one, I was so out of the norm. I only had one pair that. of jeans. Yeah, um, but seriously, dude, like, I mean, there can be a lot of distance if you uh, end up gaining or losing weight when that when the waistband. I can't figure it out because I feel the same, but from I think it's from work, always just walking, 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 walking. Um, but I, I I even did this like a few years ago too, where like I would get jeans and I would think that they would fit, or pants, and I yes. think that it, they'd fit in the fitting room. And then I'm so happy of, with them in the X moment. amount of time. Like, oh, X amount great. of time later, like. They're super loose, and even belts can't hold them up. And I have some belts where I had to. I have to. I took a knife and I like went like I kind of like whittled it away. Oh yeah, no, to I make that a hole, holes. So in it. you have a problem with the hole too? Well, you would because you have a about the same type of for belts, right? What the extra hole, making the extra hole in a belt? Yeah, that's what you're referring to, right? Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying you have about the same size waist as I do. Which means, uh, I don't know, probably smaller. I've always had that problem as well, where the belts just don't have enough holes in them. I have one belt, though, that's like the style. It's just a bunch of crap ton of holes around. Oh, okay. So one of them, I like, re- I, that one, I, it's got so much extra leather, I have to, I've started uh, actually like folding it inward. I'll show you sometimes. It's kind of weird to explain. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a pain. Well, I mean, I have a dress belt 
hanging up that's still on its like hanger thing, and I haven't touched it because I ha- I know I have to whittle a extra dress hole in belts. There. You're supposed to. I think actually all belts generally, particularly dress belts, it should fit you where uh, you're using the middle hole. I've never had a belt like that. Yeah. I like I've never I didn't know that that could be a thing. That's like I've a never, general rule. I've never owned a belt where it's comfortable around my waist where it fits in the middle hole. It's always been <laughs> sometimes it fits in the middle, sometimes, sometimes it fits at the end, sometimes it fits on the on it's the never opposite fit, it's side. It's never fit in the middle, man. It's always been at the very end. Um, so I always just naturally assumed well belts are big. So yeah, wow, I'm an idiot. <laughs> so oh, that embarrassing. Last time we were talking, we were talking about how. Um, I have my car back and everything. Yes, and it's. Been, I, I think last time I said like it feels like a brand new car. It's great, and it, I can even. It starts. I can hear the ignition is differently. Is a little bit different too. I don't enjoy driving. I don't know what happened, what? but I don't like like it's an inconvenience to me now. Just having those hmm. ten days of no car. I mean, I used other people's cars for a little bit sometimes. You know, I'm already asked car. I rode my bicycle most of the time. Which is great, but it's just like, yeah, I just don't, I don't care to be in my car. So have you made a change then, or are you just sucking it up? And no, I took my car to work today because right after work I went straight to the gym, and I'm not driving my bicycle down Roosevelt Road. Yeah. Um, that's fair. And I, so that's, I did that. Obviously I drove here because we had to, but as far as every other, every other, every, I don't know how I'm, what other daily activities, you know, train mm. station. Oh, speaking of which, um, I drove my, I rode my bike to the train station uh, the other day on, yeah, on Tuesday, mm. and I think it was Tuesday or maybe it was Saturday. I don't know. But um, I decided to ride my bike. I was like, I'm gonna ride my bike, even though I have my car. And I walk out my house, and right when I walk out my house. And I was getting to be, like, just on time. Yeah. And um, and I ran out of time. Anyway, what happened was this. I walked out my house, and right when I walked out, I was like, oh, do I need my keys? I'm like, no, I don't need my keys. I'm riding my bike. Um, You're like keychain? Do you What kind of keys do you have on there? Car keys. like House keys? And house keys, yeah. Okay. Close the door and it's. I lock it and then I go to. I then I realize that my wallet, my venture card, and my train pass is in my car and I'm in. I my car is locked. Oh yeah. So yeah. now I'm locked out of my house. I don't. I'm locked out of my car. I yeah. start panicking, and I start getting pretty upset. I for a split moment debate, like, do I need to break a window? No, I'm not breaking a window. No, don't break a window. Don't break a window. Like, how can I get in this house? So I, I actually broke into my house. I just, um, I just kept kicking and pushing and just kicking and pushing and kicking and pushing the back door and like broke the entire door frame to get into my house. What? Because I needed to get my keys. I was panicking because I needed to catch the train. You broke your door frame. I needed to catch the train. I was not going to drive my i didn't have car keys anyway but it's not like i waited around or took my time because i didn't want to drive to the city yeah. i want to take the train so i bust in my house i'm like running around all over the place i'm like swearing i get my car keys i get in my car i have to take my car now I, i'm not risking taking my bicycle mm-hmm. so i get my car dude i've my tires i did the fastest three-point turn in my driveway 
because you know how my driveway is set up. Oh, if my car's yeah. facing the garage, I have to do like a three-point turn to get out. Otherwise, like, I could have to maneuver it a certain way to like go in reverse. That's a tight three-way. Dude, I went so fast out that driveway. Like My tires screeched when I accelerated in my driveway to get out of my house. And, uh, dude, I booked it. I was going like 50 miles an hour down like these... Uh, Oh, these yeah. suburban roads. Wow. Instead of going down Need for speed part two. Yeah. Holy instead cow. of going instead of <laughs> instead of going downhill, I went down not Longfellow, but there's this other way to get to the underpass. I flew oh, down yeah, that yeah. street. I see this little girl riding her bicycle in the middle of the road, and <laughs> you it's better like, get out all, of the it's way. It's all messed honey. up because like there's there's like someone's building a house, so there's like two cars parked on the same on the opposite sides of the road. Yeah. You know. And I'm th- I see this girl. I'm like, this girl better get the hell out of my way. So <laughs> yes. she, like, is going back and forth, yes. back and forth, gets out of my way, fly around the corner, book it down whatever street the uh, underpass is on. Like, then I'm sitting at the underpass for what seemed like an eternity. Yes. I'm just like, uh, yeah. Like the full 60 seconds. And, of course, the person in front of me is just, uh, green light. Finish your Slowly uh, accelerating. Rolling. So then I go to the left, go by where the tennis courts are, fly down that street. There's no traffic where the intersection is. Go around that stupid little roundabout, um, fly down Crescent, and I see there's, like, two parking spaces on the north side of the tracks. Yeah. Like, whip it around, park in the car, and then the uh, (laughs) – and then the train – I think ended up being no. I think the, I can't. No, the train ended up being like ten to twelve minutes late or something <laughs> fucked up like that, or or maybe five minutes. I don't know. All I'm, all I know is that by the time I got there, the train should have been there. Like I would I should have made perfect timing. I was still waiting. I don't know at least three minutes. But when you're just like on that the adrenaline, adrenaline it's like ah, it seemed like forever. You know what it would have been even funnier? If I missed the train. If you realized you had your keys with you the whole time. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But you broke your door frame. Hell yeah. Ah, what, what's the status on that it's now? It's fixed. I One fixed thing- it. Oh, I fixed it. Oh, it was a really, really Okay, easy- so it wasn't – you didn't like Incredible Hulk it down or anything. Yeah, but when I would, was breaking it and I could slowly hear the wood oh. splintering and cracking, I was like, I'm yeah. in so much fucking trouble. <laughs> um, but I fixed it. <laughs> I totally fixed it. Wow. Like the very next day. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's that's a harrowing tale, my yeah. friend. I I have to say, I give you props <laughs> for, for the determination to actually get your keys cuz really, I mean, when you're fa- when you're faced with that question, a lot of people even in the most dire circumstances are asked, would you break into your own house? And they say, of course not. I would never break into my own house. I'll find another way. If I wasn't doing anything, I'll, I totally... I'll wait till the morning till the locksmith's able to come or yeah, something like if that. If I wasn't doing anything, I'd totally wait for someone else to get home or find some... And here, you know, late for the train. Normal way to get... Or if my next-door neighbor hadn't passed away from cancer six years ago, he would have a spare key <laughs> to my house. Oh, Bob! Too, ah! too soon. Too soon. No, but, um, yeah, I'm not, like, we, I mean, our next-door neighbors now, uh, like, I'm not, we're not, like, we, I don't think anyone in our neighborhood has a spare set of keys. Uh, uh, oh, really? No. Hell no. So no one has relationships with one another? No, we do. It's, like, not, like, not, okay. like, the type where you, you loan keys. Weird. So since then, I, uh, I made copies yeah. of the keys. I went to Ace Hardware. I go there, dude. So... 
I go there to get a copy of this key. The guy, they do it by hand. Or not by hand, but he has a machine and he traces it. I'm standing there for like 10 minutes being super indecisive about like the those 3M hooks. And it's right in front of where they do the keys. So this other woman's getting her key done. Like 10 minutes go by of me, of me trying to figure out what I want. Yeah. He's still not finished with the key. In that time, a couple other people were like wondering about their keys. He's still working on the key. I see him, he, like, he lo- he looks like he's he's struggling, but there's some determination. He does, he, you know, he wipes his forehead with the back of his hand type thing. So I'm thinking he kind of, like, messed up or something. And he's got he's got the two things, and he's moving it back and forth and around. I'm like, I'm not dealing with this. I am not sitting around waiting. Even if, the guy, even if I was next in line, I'm not sitting around waiting 10 or 15 minutes to get my key copied. I just need a machine. Yeah. But it was just really funny to see him, like, sweating. He kind of looked like he like messed something up and he was trying to fix it and he's just kind of going like this and stuff. Wow. And anyway, I what got store my was this? Ace Hardware. Okay. On Roosevelt. Because I know that Menards on North Avenue has, yeah. has the machine. They have a key machine, but I wasn't driving my ass all the way and up there. And you can get awesome designs. On I it saw too. that. Yeah. I have a Chicago Bears one and a, a Penguin for some reason. Yeah, mine uh, in college we got ours done at Walmart, which is where I got mine. Um, and they're the the wacky. Oh, you wrote the sports one, but they were like they're called wackies, uh, and you can get like a tie dye or cheetah print or like oh, some weird like colors. Nice. Yeah, so they're called wackies. I just got totally normal looking keys for my house. So anyway, I decided to make copies of the key and oh, that's right, uh, the cups. Uh, yeah, I haven't yep, made a that's copy from of this one at all. as well. But yep. <clears throat> so what was your uh, thing? <laughs> what was my thing? Well, uh, I mean, okay, so I think one, one of the things, because Hillary Clinton's book came out, right? Okay, I'm going to stop you right there. Is this going to be one of those things where I interrupt and make a hard left turn and you get upset because Maybe. I had a point? Maybe. I just need to be, I just need I to be. I don't know. Okay, I'll I just, I, you to, know what? I'm going to fast forward to the point. Okay. I don't, it seems, it's just, it blows my mind, it baffles my mind that when you have, there are certain individuals or certain yeah i would i would say certain people where there's just a universal online dislike for that person cuz like you look at any video that youtube that hillary clinton is featured in and the dislike ratio is always higher than the like ratio okay. on any video that even shows a picture of her it's just like this visceral reaction the internet has mm-hmm. to her and i don't know that's just it it just perplexes me so much like how how can such a vast number of people just have such a visceral reaction to someone without actually knowing who they are. It's very peculiar, but I think that... It- you could say the same thing about Donald Trump. Not defending him, but I'm just... To keep it unbiased. How many people talk shit about him and don't know him? Oh, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I, I would say absolutely, but there's justifiable criticism that can be leveled at him that I think Oh yeah, it's well totally if you tell proportion with Hillary Clinton. Yeah, obviously there's uh, we've gone beyond a hand, a handful of things that he said that you can point to that justify someone's reason for thinking a certain way, but still you don't know. At the same time, think of how many different things that you've done or that I've done or said where someone could point and be like, "This person's a total asshole. This guy's a dunt." Like you know yeah, what I'm saying? Everyone, we're walking everyone, assholes. Yes, exactly. I mean, like moments of assholeness, and I just. The, that you can get characterized in such a short period of time that people can make such an 
such a lasting impression on who you are. Because, I mean, shit, dude. Like, she lost the election, and she's still getting massive hate. Like, people are, like, searching her out so they can thumbs down whatever it is she does. It's like, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't, I don't get the negativity. But it seems like... I was actually... I'm sorry. I'm like... <laughs> You're smelling your hair right now. I don't really understand. I'm smelling the ends of my hair. I took a shower today. I don't know why they smell funky. I don't know why it smells... I don't know. I'm not smelling your hair, but... I don't know why it smells like that. That's weird. Um, okay. Uh, I was actually thinking about that before picking you up. I don't know why. Oh, because I found out the other day like that she had written a book about... Yeah, yeah, and kind of just put everything out there. Yeah. And I thought to myself, like, wow, um, I thought the exact same thing, how much people hate on her and don't know her. And uh, and what else? I think that was it. Because, I mean, it doesn't matter, because it's scary to me, because it doesn't matter in that sort of instance. It doesn't matter what she does. I guess Donald Trump's the same way, too. It doesn't matter what he does. But it doesn't matter, in her instance, what she does, people will always dislike her. And it's like, could that happen to any of us kind of thing? Yeah. Like, could you get... When you make your national debut, could you be portrayed for the rest of eternity as a douchebag? Oh. Even if you're not. <laughs> like, there is that danger, right? Yeah. There are people who get their five minutes of fame end up uh, being remembered in the public conscience as a negative. And that's how you're remembered by American history. Yeah. Like, oh, remember, remember that Victor P. Marquez? What a, <laughs> what a douchebag. Like, it just would have been better if he was never born. <laughs> and it's Twitter, so you know that that'll be, like, one of the first comments. Yeah, millions of likes and retweets, so all of a sudden it becomes, like, yeah, just, like, everyone nods their head in, in agreement. But isn't that kind of surreal that it's sort of out of your control, yeah. the way that people end up portraying you? That you're at the whims of whatever internet tide there is? Yeah, it does suck. Good thing we're totally anonymous. Next subject. So when I was at the train station... Um, I, when I was there on last week on Saturday, this was like in the evening or on Friday, cause I don't know what the hell day it was, but I am going to my instructor's birthday party. So I took the train to Oak Park and from Oak Park, I took an Uber like to the, some part of Chicago and I get, well, first of all, I get to the train station. I go across the street to the beer cellar. Mm-hmm was completely unaware that it had moved, like, two blocks west from where it actually used to be, like, back in November. So I'm walking there. I get beer. I'm, like, running my ass back to the train station. It was just, like, a four-pack of, like, the Daisy Cutter, the Tall Boys. Okay. And I'm sitting there, and I see this guy who I saw early in the afternoon, and my first thought is, crap, this guy is is either going to A, ask for money, or B, ask for beer, Mm -hmm. or both. Of course, first thing he says, hey, man, you got any money? No, I don't, because I actually gave you money earlier this afternoon when I already saw you when I was crossing the street. Um, So I was talking to him. Did you tell him that? No. Actually, yeah, I did tell him that. Yeah, I was like, no, I don't. I actually gave you change when I saw you at the corner. He's like, oh, okay. Um... I don't probably didn't remember me, but anyway, I'm sitting there and I crack open a beer and I didn't want to talk to anybody. I just wanted to sit there by myself and he's like, yeah, I'm homeless. I'm like, I can obviously see that, but whatever. I'll talk to him. I'll have a conversation with him. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, and so, so and so I'm like, shit, I hope he doesn't, I, I don't, I really, I, and 
this moment, I do not feel like sharing with anybody. I don't want to share my beer. Yes. Don't want to. But I'm talking to him, talking to him, talking to him. And then I'm just like, you know what? In any night that you go out, you can always – it's always a good choice. It's never a bad choice to not drink one more beer. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, I'll give him a beer. Because I thought to myself too, it's like, hey, he's homeless. He's talking to me. Like people probably look down on them, and you know, you never know when an ice cold, refreshing beer can lift your spirits. So I say to him, "Hey, man, you want a beer?" He's like, "Yeah, sure." So I take it off the thing, and I, I, I part of me wants to crack it open and give it to him. I was like, "Yeah, he can crack it himself." So I give him the beer, and he grabs it. He goes, "Hey, thanks, man." Just puts it straight in his front pocket of the hoodie he's wearing. I'm thinking to myself, I gave you this beer so you can open it up and drink it with me. Not so you can just pocket it later. Like, what the... I got I got, I got, got pretty upset. Yeah. I got pretty upset. Yeah. I almost wanted to, like, be like... I almost wanted to call him out on it. I should have now that I think about it. Should have totally called him out on it. It's yeah. not like you're going to keep... It's not like he's going to keep it cold. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. What are you going to do with a warm beer? Drink it. That's what they do. Gosh. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just one of those learning experiences, man. That's part of the reason why all the the bars uh, end up opening their beers and don't serve it uh, serve it to people, you know, closed, so they don't end up. That's because it's a law. Well, that too. It's already been sold. They've already made money off of it, and so the people can't because you have to drink it inside their establishment. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean that. I, I don't know if I would have thought about that. Uh, and you know what the funny thing is? I go to the party. I drink my other beer. I drink one on the tra- – I drink – so I'm drinking that one on the train. I drink another one half on the train, half in the Uber. I drink my third one at the party. And I was like, you know what? I want one more beer, which I would have had if that ass clown guy uh, didn't – Whatever. I mean, I still would have been beerless had he drank it. Yeah. But it's the principle. Anyway, I drink a beer, uh, one more beer at the party, and then I left shortly mm-hmm. thereafter. But I was just see, like, it's so interesting because, like, gosh. I to- like, for me, that would totally not phase me. I'd just be like, of course, kind of thing. But I feel like, yeah, it it takes a certain change of perspective to be like. Yeah, for that not to upset you. Because to be like, oh, yeah, of course, that's what they would do, kind of second like, nature. What the hell? Well, it's a different I mean, It's a different world, man. I mean, a lot of a lot of, a lot of homeless people on the street that you see on a re- recurring basis are, one, homeless by cho- choice, and two, make a pretty handsome profit. I was about to, to say. Collecting donations from people on the street. Um, I'm sorry. I wasn't. I was looking for this is my material. Oh, yeah. Gotcha, okay. I was looking at like, back to Instagram. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So then on the train ride back, mm-hmm. uh, I'm on like the very last train of the night, and I'm so tired. I'm sitting there, and I'm in a car. I'm in a ghost car. Like, oh, really? Like, there is nobody on this car except for me. Um, and then, of course, like, these two drunk guys show up. It, it's it, Like, these two guys that are drunk who have no business being 
who have no business being drunk, meaning like you can tell they drink all the time and they're probably in their 50s or 60s and it's like, what are you doing? Like, Mm -hmm. get your shit together. Um, But this is what I hear from one guy, okay? Uh, I'm like, this guy is talking to himself. When you're a daddy dog, you get all the cigarettes you want. What? You don't eat and then drink? There might be no return for me. I might be a zombie. No one around here is Mormon. I so as he's saying oh these so dude. as is he on the phone? So as he's saying these things, I'm typing this in my phone cuz I'm looking back and I, there's he's he's not talking to anybody. And then I get up and I and I think to myself, he might be on the phone. Yeah. But still, even if he was on That's the a, phone, it is very humorous to, hear the, to yeah, catch logic of. his side of the dialogue. When you're with Daddy Dog, you get all the cigarettes you want. Who's Daddy Dog? In what, like, what life's, well, apparently you're a smoker if you're talking about getting all the cigarettes you want. What? You don't eat and then drink? Like, there might be no return for me. I might be a zombie. What? No one around here is Mormon. I, I was just like that was pretty entertaining. Yeah, that's that's super random. Next stop, Glen Ellen. Yep, getting up, waiting in the middle of the car. Until. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially if it's it, it yep. was at night, right? Yeah, it's yeah, just like so it's just like one yeah, thirty in the let morning let me, let me or something like that. Me, oh, okay. So last right out. Yeah, well, last team leaves Ogilvy at twelve forty. So this would have been this probably was like at yeah one or one fifteen or something yeah, like that. I, I mean, I got so. home at one thirty, so this is shortly before that. Okay, yeah, yeah. but. So I don't know if you necessarily would be able to relate to this, but uh, so I had mentioned before on the ride over that I'm in kind of a funk. And I think part of it is I've been feeling, obviously, this sense of, I don't know, like helplessness over circumstances or whatever. And so I'm like, okay, well, what are, you know, what's a simple way to try and resolve that? And so... I I just literally started trying to annotate my day and just keep track of what it is I'm doing throughout the course of my day. And uh, simultaneously, I also started up a to-do list as well and be like, okay, like of all the things that I do and what I'm planning to do, I just started it this week. What I'm planning to do at the end of the week is look over it, be like, okay, on my to-do list, how much of those things were, were I able to check off and how was I spending my time during the day? Yeah. But I'm also keeping track of, like, certain vices that I, you know, partake in as well and just trying to make a – be more intentional about the way that I'm going about my day-to-day basis. Okay. So I don't know if that's something that, that you can even relate it's to. It's very funny but. that you say that because the other day I left the um, – I left the stove on. I was making pancakes and we have, like, this griddle – that fits across two yes. uh, yeah. of the burners. Whatever, burners. Yeah. And I was making pancakes and I left them on because I took the pancakes off, but then I didn't see the flame, so I didn't think to turn it off, oh, right? Oh, yeah. And I don't know why also, but like I do this – I've noticed this about myself where – and I can't exactly put a timestamp as to when it began. Um, but like I also like when I'm putting – when I have stuff in the oven – completely forget to turn the oven off after i take this stuff out oh i like that happens to me all the time but then also but then also like i leave like 
I'll take stuff out of the refrigerator and I'll completely forget to put it back. <laughs> like milk and juice and cheese. I mean, I'll the good it'll, stuff. it'll only be out for maybe 15 or 20 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Very rarely. Until you walk by again. And yeah, like, oh, yeah. When I walk by, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I left this, I left yeah. this out. Um, very rarely is it out for an amount of time that it would have to be thrown away. Yeah. That happened like one time. <laughs> very rarely. You know? oh, that, happens okay. like, that happened like one time. Okay. Because um, generally you can leave out like milk or eggs for 30 minutes or so before mm-hmm. it starts, before you oh, want really? to definitely Only put 30 it minutes? Yeah. I mean, wow. well, probably longer than that at the at, Aldi, they do. That's like the general okay. times, the general rule. I didn't thumb. know that. Huh. Um, but anyway, my yes. mom with the with the burners. My mom was like, uh, "Victor, you forgot to turn this off." And I was like, "It's not like she always." My sister is the one who always catches me leaving the oven on, and that was like the first time that that happened that my mom witnessed this. And she's like, "Do you have, do you have ADD or something like the adult ADD?" <laughs> so. She's like knows what she kind of knows what she wants to talk like she kind of knows what she's talking about but kind of not. It's like do you have that adult ADD or something? Uh, I was like yeah, no mom. Twitter. Yeah, it's called Twitter. I was like no mom. The eight, adult ADD or ADD whatever the hell it is is when you just can't focus on anything. I just forget. I just forgot to leave. You know this is this is closer to being on track to dementia than having <laughs> you know ADD. Oh my but then it got me. But then it got me thinking. Going around back full circle to what you were talking about. Yeah. I am so easily distracted about everything. So, like, I'll go on the internet with the purpose, like, to write an email, and I will then all of a sudden be like, I'm going to Google oligarchy. And I Google that, and then I look at the different forms of government, and then I look up, like, some other stupid shit, and then... Just a rabbit hole. Just, like, yes, completely random-ass things, just, like, firing... You know, one thing after another, 45 minutes go by, okay, done. And then, like, 10 minutes later, oh, yeah, I was supposed to write that email. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like a lot of people sort of get distracted in that way. That's not too, But uh, you're able to retain that information. I think that's what's impressive to me is that you actually remember a lot of the stuff that you end up sidetracking on. Whereas me, if I'm pr- browsing the web – I'm not really retaining any information, uh, any details or stuff, right? Because you can actually remember particulars about things. You're very good. Like with, when I read about you're them? You're very good with details, yeah. Or just... I don't know. It depends on what I'm Factual information. It's just stupid shit. Like, then I'll, like, like, like then I'll, like, Google Chicago Bulls, and then I'll see, like, when was it that they, you know, uh, moved from, I think it was called Chicago. Chicago Center, Chicago Stadium to, you know, like, just... Yeah, see, random stuff like that. Stupid crap that has no impact on my life and is just a complete waste of time of learning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How many seasons of Speed Racer were on in the 60s before, like, stupid crap. Yeah. Stupid, stupid crap. Well, I think that that's part of it, too, for me, is trying to reduce that wasted time, right? Of, I mean... How much of the stuff that I'm actually engaged with is is directly impacting my life, yeah. you know, and try and reorient that to focus on things that are within my immediate control. And I feel like, yeah, it's kind of – it's it's weird to be reflective because, like, at the end of the day, I'll look back and be like, man, I can't believe, you know, however many hours passed through the day mm-hmm. and here's what I did for the day. It's just like that is not necessarily how I envisioned it would start out. I know. And – uh how it ended is what it's it funny is. because all the things I want to do, I would have, I could get done, 
but it would be just be like it would be like a fifteen hour school day for me, like changing from gears from one thing to the next, That's, different things yes. I want to do. It would be yeah. like it'd be like zero downtime. It would just be like it'd be very. Um, it'd be structured. It'd be what I need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but creative energy too because a lot a lot of what i end up doing in my free time requires a lot of creative energy and so that makes it hard to oh yeah yeah, keep up keep up that momentum because especially when you're changing gears it's like okay well you got to get creative in a whole different way and your brain's just like well maybe if you do stuff like do certain things on monday wednesday friday and other things on tuesday thursday saturday that way you can devote like two hours to one thing instead of like trying to break it up into each thing gets one hour yeah and i think i think what my general plan is is to assess for a week or two just what my daily schedule is like and how i'm using my time and if i could be using it better and try try and make those changes where i notice consistencies or like themes in my routine Right. Because, yeah, I mean, it's all, it's interesting already. I mean, I'm able to get a good sense of certain uh, quirks in my schedule that kind of line up even the past three days Yeah, that I hadn't recognized before. So you kind of learn a little bit about yourself in the process. But continuing that and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, going back, then I was like, well, maybe I can get some Adderall and focus on – hyper-focus on things that Adderall. weren't done. Did you ever take Adderall? Oh, for sure. Really? Yeah. I, I never, I never, not like habitually, yeah. but definitely. But you know what the experience is like. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. It's just like See, anything you want to get done, you just get it done with the utmost thoroughness and just clarity and focus. And see that kind of gets, that seems so surreal to me. I've never had. I I don't know what I can't yeah, fathom dude, what that would be you like. Turn to a machine mm-hmm. and just crank out your homework and stuff. And just like learn, it's like a robot. Yes, dude, really, like a robot. Yeah. Huh. Was that was that like a finals thing, or was that? Just oh a, hell yeah! Everybody was on. Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't know about I, no, I but it, it was it was not uncommon, is what you're saying. Correct. For for somebody to be like, oh yeah, I took some Adderall, and oh that yeah, was, it was very. I mean, we spoke about it very openly. Like, yeah, we would, <laughs> you know, we, I would go with uh, sometimes to the library with my fraternity brothers a few of them and um we'd each work on our sit at a table working on our own thing and we'd each like have half or a a whole pill of the adderall and just be at the library for like eight hours just cranking shit out (laughs) can i be totally honest and say that in college it was only the only people i the only people that i knew who took adderall were the dumb people really (laughs) yeah like the subpar academics no no one who was in the top 15%. 15%. It's because the people yeah. who took Adderall had social lives. You mean they had to cram before the exam and they weren't learning throughout the whole semester the way that it's set up to be? It doesn't matter because if you can work the system a different way, what's the – like I understand that – No, that's not how it's supposed to work. If you're incorporating the information that you need over the course of the semester and genuinely engaging with it, like spending the, the necessary hours, the whatever, like the, the five to ten hours per class – each week that you need to be spending on it, then by the time this final uh, exam rolls around, you just got to do your average studying for a test, and if you can you'll be cram just fine. and pass and do just as well as other students, then it's just then the way that it's designed is flawed. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree because the whole point is not to 
to try and cram the information so that you can get a passing grade because that makes the grade the final result. The grade That's is, what they've made it to be is the, grades. It's the, all about grades grade, and not the experience of the of learning. Yeah. See, and that's never been my approach. And may, maybe it's been the people that I've hung around with, but the, for me, it's never been the grades were the end, end result. It was the journey along the way. And maybe the that's journey I had along such a the way, fun time on the if journey. If the journey along the way results in a C, then that, then, then that journey was wasted time. Yeah, it's a pretty shitty journey if you're going to get a C at the end. But I'm saying a good journey, like Lord of the Rings Hobbit-style journey. If you engage with the subject... Doors to your world could have been Yeah, opened. dude, you do that on Adderall. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just yes, kidding. Yes, and then when you come I down that, from your I'll high, say this. I'll you say, return no, you to your, mon- on Adderall. I'll your say mundane this. life. I'll say I enjoyed the journey for all my history classes. All the other classes, I was just like, oh, my gosh. Statistics? I don't give a fuck about that. Are you kidding me? Like, just get me the, just get me the passing grade. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, math was not. Math? Get me the passing grade. Uh, However, I will say, again, it's the failure of the education system because in reality, math is super important. I would love to be more informed about how math is impacting my daily life. I mean, I might be a more coordinated person if I knew math better, like angles and trajectories and like what is my velocity when I fall and hit the ground. Yeah, I totally agree, but that's not the world we live in. It's all about the grades. You You can buck the system, though. Or oh, find the speaking teachers. of which, Uh-oh. my buddy got a .25 GPA one semester. .25. Yep. So less than 1.0. The only, the only person that I knew to get that low of a GPA dropped out like three weeks in I'm and not was done. enrolled for the I'm rest not, of the semester. I'm not finished yet though, dude. Okay. He took a bunch of, he was there for a fifth year and he took a bunch of like weird ass online courses and graduated. But dude, this, okay. And I remember hearing this story senior year and it made so much sense. I, this guy had no more than a third or fourth grade reading level. Okay? I'm not, hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay. Or maybe not reading, but writing, I should say. <coughs> or both. I don't know. But all I know is that you'd get, like, we'd get, like, house emails, or, like, he'd ask me to proofread something, and I would totally would, but it is just, like, how did you get to this point with this lack of knowledge in reading and writing. Yeah. I'm talking about how do you get to college? How word I'm talking about everything. How words are spelled, where you place the period, uh I'm talking about like capital letters. Like I'm talking about very basic th- I'm not talking about like colons and hyphens and the more intricate stuff and run on I'm talking about like your most basic uh rules, literary rules in constructing sentences, in writing, you know, like, and... And That's horrifying, dude. And I was just like, what the hell? And we all, we all knew, like, we all kind of made fun of him, like, lightheartedly. He wasn't special needs, was he? No, no. But here's the kicker. Senior year, I'm sitting down, and he tells this story. Like, yeah, dude, uh, when I was in... uh, when I was in kindergarten or first grade or whatever it was, I had really bad had handwriting. 
So they gave me a laptop to to write my things on, um, you know, and they would give it to me too during my spelling test. And he goes, "Yeah," but what they didn't know is that that they had uh, that I had spell check on the <laughs> on the computer. And then he made some comment like, "He's like, yeah, well, they didn't know they would like auto corrected or had some spell check." He's like, "Yeah, dumbasses or something weird like that." And me and my buddy. Just start laughing so hard because it just explained so much. It explained so much. And all of a sudden, like, there was, I don't know how to describe That was such <laughs> an insane moment when we sat there just laughing and laughing. Because he didn't realize why we were laughing so hard. Yeah. It's that moment we, of revelation. He thought, yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Revelation. He... He thought it was funny, like, oh, it's a funny story. When, he, But we were laughing because it was just like, wow. Yeah. The question of how it was, this individual it was made it to this point It was almost too much for my brain to handle. Yeah. It was almost too much for my brain to handle. <laughs> but you think about it, dude. Like, I mean, he's laughing like dumbasses, but he can't write an email. Like, yeah. And it's, I don't want to, like, it's not Yeah, no, I mean, not, not necessarily but like, his fault. No, you know no, but saying? that's but, a good, that's a good representation, though, I think, for, see, that, that, you just made my point for me. And it's like, how you did, just, and it's like, well, if this guy got a degree from this university, uh, okay, I guess mine doesn't really mean so much. <laughs> I, yeah. Like, see, but that's, that's my point, though is the moral of the story that you just mentioned is that a lot of people laugh at the educational experience and are still laughing to this day, not realizing what they've lost in the process. It can be as as simple as not knowing how to write a complete sentence to as much as like not knowing how to critically think about the world or your relationships with other people. I should say this, too, because um, I'm in agreement with what you said earlier when we were talking about how the journey and all that, and this particular, this might help understand, help you understand what I was saying. Like, dude, I don't care about the journey. I care about the grade. Like that's all because the classroom will set the tone. Mm -hmm. For example, if you're in a classroom where it's, it's the teacher chooses to make it engaging Mm -hmm. and like, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And it's a conversation. Then the students will naturally, not have to try as hard because they're practicing this every day and will na- it'll be more natural for them as opposed to, you know, okay, this is the subject and the teacher is just talking at you and you're just sitting there and just taking notes and taking notes and there's yeah. just constant talking at you and then you have to go on your own and try and figure shit out or retain things, then that becomes a lot more uh, difficult because I had classes where it was obviously both and the ones where it's conversational mm. and it's just like, oh, this is so much more relaxing and so much more fun yes. too. So how how much of the responsibility then would you place on the teacher themselves? And how much of it would you say is out of out of Victor Marquez's child childlike hands? Uh, well, I would say you're responsible for yourself no matter how – no matter what the style of the teacher is. You know what I'm saying? Even like, at that age? What are you talking about? When you're like 20? No, oh, I, uh, you're talking about college. I'm talking about three. Yeah, like, I was I'm talking, talking about, about college. Oh, just college. I was talking okay, about the whole, about the whole education thing. process. I was talking about okay. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah, in that case. So, <laughs> so, so you're not, 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 like, yeah, you're yeah, you're, 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 18, not, you're, you're not child size hands yeah. anymore. Well, kind of still child size hands. Um, 
<laughs> Just kidding. Uh, yeah, okay, so, but at that age, yes, the, the responsibility, but it's kind of too late at that age. Really. Like, you either enjoy learning or you don't enjoy learning. Yeah, that's like, true. Like, when you get to freshman year, you kind of get into that, because like, you transition from the high school learning experience yeah. to the college learning experience, which is pretty significantly different because of the freedom that we're given. And yeah. at that point, high school has either taught us, okay, you can learn to like education or education is boring I mean, and bad, and you approach it. Well, there would definitely be that kids way. that um, you come across and that I come across in college and think to myself, like, wait, you're what are you doing? Like, you're enrolled in college. I would based on like solely based on the vibe that I'm getting from you and your and just everything that I'm getting, the physicality, the way you talk, all these other things. I'm surprised that you haven't dropped out yet or failed out of school. How is it that you're still here? Yeah. You know, your lack, yeah. your just complete disregard and lack of care for your own well-being. Mm-hmm. You know. See, I think as that. As it reflect, as it reflects on. your experiences. What? Nothing. I mean, these are people mostly I bought weed from, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like that's also. Or like that's, my that's guy. Should have put or people who I would buy weed from who they bought the weed yeah. from. Yeah. Yeah, but really, man, I mean, and that's that's the thing is that for me, dude, it's all about education. It's it's all about the educational experience is that, yeah, like you should have that camaraderie. I'm thinking all the way back to when you were telling me about your high school experiences walking into certain classes. What was it, like math class or something like oh, that? Oh, it was. And uh, you're just like social studies. Econ like, regular. Econ regular. Yeah, like, yeah. So it should be. A combination of loving the environment, or loving the people, but also loving the environment, the school environment. Yeah. Learning should have that incorporation of fun. Is like, yeah, I mean, learning should be a positively reinforced thing. Because when you get to college, dude, it's too late. You're not going to redefine, you know, you either have that natural curiosity about you by the time yeah. you're 18, or you don't. And if you don't, you focus on partying and enjoying life day at a time kind of as as life gives it to you Ex- exploring the more exotic things of the world but mm-hmm. you know it's the it's the gathering of that inf- i don't know man that's just it's it really gets under my skin that people waste such valuable opportunities to expand their world yeah realize how interconnected everything is i think that's the biggest thing that i yes Love everything interconnectedness. everything is interconnected and it's not just human relationships it's it's any subject matter you can find a connection with one another but to be able to engage with that just in your daily life to have that natural curiosity um i agree 100% you're <laughs> I I'm can tell you're, you're drifting. I'm shedding right now. You're I'm running my fingers through my hair, getting I out all like, that. Wow. Running my fingers through my hair and getting out all like the loose hairs that kind of. I just realized that I've been like twirling the screw the entire time. Yeah, I haven't even noticed. All right. Well, I think that concludes everything. What was that quote? I think it's Nelson Mandela. Oh yeah, education the most powerful weapon you can use to change the world. I didn't know that. Yeah, I should know that. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. Yeah. Amen, brother.